One of the questions we hear about the most is how do I get an architect to just try my product? If they try it, they're going to use it again. They're going to specify it over and over. But how do you break into a firm to actually get them to try your product for the first time? On today's episode, we bring on a manufacturer who's doing an incredible job at solving this problem. They share firsthand insights on the exact strategies that they use to get in with firms and to keep them excited and educated on how to use their products and keep coming back for more and more. All right, let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Smarter Building Materials Marketing Podcast, helping you find better ways to grow leads, sales, and outperform your competition. And now, here are your hosts, Zach Williams and Beth Popnikoloff. All right, everybody, welcome to Smarter Building Materials Marketing, where we believe your online presence should be your best salesperson. I am Zach Williams, alongside Beth Popnikolov. Today, we have an awesome show for you. We have Michael Sather, who is the Director of New Market Development at Solo2. Welcome to the show, Michael. Thank you, Zach. Uh, Appreciate you and Beth having me on today. Michael, we're so excited you're here. We're big SoloTube fans. Would you mind telling us a little bit about SoloTube for those who may not know and what your role is within the company? Absolutely. So SolarTube is the name of our company. It's also the name of our product. SolarTube is a tubular daylighting device. So quick kind of overview of it. We basically have a product that captures, transfers, and delivers daylight into buildings. We use optics to collect low angle light to sometimes control high angle sunlight. And uh, we have a highly reflective tube that optimizes the amount of daylight we can bring in and then minimizes the amount of heat that's brought in. So it's a pretty unique product. We can basically pipe daylight into any area of a building, even into lower floors in a multi-story building. You know, what, I, what I'm curious to know, like I was looking at images on Google before we got on the show today, Michael, like I'm seeing these pictures of people who are like smiling inside of a, a, like a big warehouse or like a big call center or something like that. Do you like come into like retrofit or a big construction and people just cry because they're so happy your product <laughs> like is in, is, is in the building now? Like I know it's on residential and commercial, but I can especially see a benefit in a commercial setting where there's like a massive, you know, building where there wasn't any natural sunlight and now there is like, do people just love you? Zach, uh, you're, you're kind of hitting the nail right on the head, man. It is unbelievable how daylight affects people emotionally. You know, we, we take it for granted when we're outside, but when you're, you're inside of a building and you're cut off from daylight, it can, it can really affect your brain chemistry. It can affect your mood. And we do have people all the time that, come up to us and tell us that our product changed their lives. In fact, when I first started working at the company back in 99, I was doing more like retail direct to homeowner sales back then. And I got a postcard from a woman who sent me, we had sent her a unit, she put it in her kitchen. She was like in Idaho or somewhere. And it said, you not only brighten my kitchen, you brighten my whole life. And that, like, I kept that card up on my wall for years. I mean, that really stuck with me. But, you know, on a commercial level, yes. You know, when you go in to see a building, that is the most rewarding thing. Uh, We did a call center recently. And uh, when we went in and talked to some of the employees, they had moved from a building that had no daylight, just like no windows, totally cut off and moved into this building that also had no windows. But because they put solar tubes in, they had plenty of daylight. They could even turn their electric lights off, you know, at certain times of the day when there was enough sunlight out. And they were blown away. You know, they said, look, we used to, you know, be really depressed going into the office and kind of be stuck inside all day. But now we don't feel like that. We feel it's, you know, nice and open. It, it's very calm and relaxing. Um, you know, daylight makes everything look brighter and cleaner and generally uh, puts people in a better mood as well. 
Beth, what was that stat that you and I passed around? This is probably a couple months ago. Where it was like the number one thing people want in an office. It's like, who cares about healthcare? Who cares about free food? It's like, gosh darn it, I need to see the sun. It sounds right. Yeah. <laughs> we, we hear that actually from uh, school districts all the time. Oh, you know, we yeah. do a lot of schools. That's about 50% of our commercial business. And, you know, we, we hear a lot of like teacher surveys and administrator surveys where daylight is almost always like at the very top of the list for things that they want in, you know, a new school or a renovation well, especially in the classrooms. It's one of those consequences that I think people don't think about when we're all trying to optimize everything we're doing, right? Like fit more things in less space, make spaces more flexible to be able to accommodate like it's a classroom, it's a music room, it's a dance room, it's a meeting hall, it's all of these things. And how do we do that? Like we're just very practical minded culture And I think to think through the consequences of what's going to be the impact on closing this space in, you know, making it, you know, we can fit more human bodies in, but those human bodies can't get to sunlight is is like, that's very forward thinking. It's one of those things you can't know that it was a mistake until after you've made it. And you're like, oh, everybody's in here and miserable. Yeah, no, that's a perfect point. And, you know, we actually retrofit a lot of buildings with solar tubes that were designed you know, with very few windows, especially schools that were built back in like the 70s, they were trying to make them a lot more energy efficient. And there was this time when they saw windows as like a distraction. So I don't know, I I went to several schools like that growing up where there was very few windows. Now they're finding out, you know, through some of the studies that have been done that daylight actually positively impacts learning. It positively impacts attendance rates, teacher retention rates. So now we're like able to go back and retrofit a lot of these schools with solar tubes. That's a pretty common thing that we do, you know, or if they have classrooms that are on the interior that are, you know, not accessible to windows. But yeah, it has a very positive impact on learning and test scores, especially. So a lot of school districts are kind of getting turned on to that now. I'm shocked that there had to be a study done on that. Like, oh, I wonder if like the sun and seeing out of this brick building or concrete building would make people want to be here more. Like, huh? Like, <laughs> yeah. You know, like that's that's like bonkers. There was a study that was probably done almost I don't know, like 20 years ago by the Heshong Mahone Group, which what it was called at the time, and they studied like three different school districts in different parts of the country. I think 21,000 students, and they looked at how well daylit the classrooms were and rated mm-hmm. them on a scale, and then they they analyzed their test scores. They actually found that students that were in the most daylit classrooms actually had more improvement on their test scores. It had more impact than a kid being in like the the gate program or the gifted and talented program. Wow. Just the fact that wow. their classroom was daylit. So if we can dive in a bit deeper into some of your marketing and sales strategies, Michael, can you share with us just a little about what that looks like for you all and what's working for SolarTube? Yeah, absolutely, Zach. So I'm specifically in the commercial division of the company. We primarily go to market through a network of commercial distributors that we work with, that we contract with. They're kind of specialty architectural product representatives. So we work with them very closely. We primarily market to architects, but we do have a lot of relationships with contractors and oftentimes building owners as well, uh, especially school districts. So, you know, marketing to architects has always kind of been a primary focus for us. We do have a definitely a specification grade product, really focusing on, you know, helping the architects with their design. We have a proprietary lighting software program that we had created for us that actually uses, you know, photometry with historical weather data. So we can basically very accurately predict how much daylight our product is going to provide 
and we can assist with layouts, you know, uh, really work with the architect, you know, as a consultant to show them exactly what we would recommend in terms of product and, you know, spacing and things like that. Basically be a resource for the architects. You know, I know having respect for their time is like probably one of the most important things I've learned over the years. You know, these guys work on billable hours. They're getting bombarded all day with messages. So we really try to keep the messaging in terms of blast emails and stuff to a fair minimum. We don't do a ton of advertising. We really rely a lot on word of mouth and then, you know, ourselves and our distributors, you know, reaching out on a personal level and creating relationships and you know, once a firm has used us, they tend to use us again and again. Same thing with like, say, a school district. A lot of times, building owners, restaurant chains, things like that, once they've experienced the product, they tend to use it again and again. And, you know, like we talked about before, when people really like what the product does, they tell others about it. So we've been very fortunate that the product has kind of helped us spread that message, you know, into the design community. Michael, you glossed over something that sounds really, really cool. So if I'm understanding you correctly, SolarTube partners with architects, like how are you guys tracking essentially like sunlight exposure, sun angle, where the sun's going to be in respect to where the building is going to be built and all of the different pieces? Can you talk through a little bit more of what that process looks like and then how you transfer that information to the architect? So all electric lights, they use, you know, lighting design software. They use what are called IES files. IES is just a file extension, Illuminating Engineering Society. But basically, electric lights are put into this lighting simulation program, and they obviously have a very static light level. You turn an electric light on, whether it's in Arizona or Maine, it's going to operate the same, right? So we actually have created a system using relative photometry. So it, it uses a file that shows how the light comes through the solar tube, how it's distributed into the space. We can even customize that to determine, you know, let's say we have a 30-foot tube length with two 90-degree turns. We can actually factor that into the file. And then we select a weather data site. So it pairs it with historical weather data. It looks at weather data over the last, you know, 20 years. And it can accurately predict what, you know, the daylight is going to be like coming through the tube. We can model it for clear sky days, for a cloudy day, for actual weather. So we can look at the, you know, number of hours out of the course of the year, we'd hit a target foot candle level. So it's very powerful information for the lighting designer. It's very powerful information for the architect. You know, a lot of times that information is used for lead documentation and such. So we can really be, you know, more of a consultant and a resource for them than just, you know, hey, here's our product, go figure it out. You know, we really try to encourage them to really fully daylight the space is always our goal so that you can actually turn off the electric lights. I don't know if I mentioned, but we have solar tubes throughout our buildings here in Vista, California, like... 90% of the year in our offices, in our factory, we actually have our electric lights off and, you know, we're just operating under the daylight from our own products. And, you know, it's possible pretty much anywhere in the country, you know, to take advantage of the daylight that you have available. I'm going to resist asking more questions about that because I know we need to talk about your marketing strategies, but <laughs> I just want to say that is one of the most incredible resources I've ever heard of offering to an architect to sell the value of your product, the science nerd in me is freaking out. I mean, the fact that you do you do 20 years of historical weather data, it's not like, hey, here's one year. It's like, here's 20 years of information, and this is what you can expect. Like, so many manufacturers sell on the longevity of a product and, like, how long this product will last or the durability. You're actually framing that in the context of a story and using technology 
to articulate that in a way that's very, very compelling. Well, and I think too, you're showcasing to architects, architects care so much about how their space is going to be utilized and how their space is going to feel. And you're giving them evidence, like tangible scientific evidence of what it's going to be like for somebody to be in this space and how this product is going to improve their experience of being in this space. And that's something that not all products can bring to the table, which is fair, but I don't think even the products that can quantify it have gone to the efforts that SolarTube has. Thank you. Yeah, we're, we're pretty <laughs> proud of, you know, what we can offer in that sense. <laughs> and, you know, it, it's so true. Like, you know, for an architect, it's twofold. You know, one, we're able to provide a product that brings daylight into the space that basically beautifies their design. You know, daylight to me is what brings life to the space. It brings out the true colors in the space. Interior designers love it also, you know, especially for the color rendition aspects. But, you know, when you go in and you talk to an architect, I mean, I've worked with architects for 20 years now, and, and there's some amazing architects out there. It's To me, it's a combination of like art and engineering. You know, you've got this, you know, technical scientific side, you've got this arty design side. And, you know, let's face it. I mean, every architect goes to school thinking they're going to be like Frank Lloyd Wright or I am pay, but a lot of them end up designing strip malls and, you know, concrete tilt up buildings. And how do you do something creative in there? Even those spaces they can still be the hero, you know, even though they're never going to meet the people that work in those buildings, they can put in products and they can design that building to bring life to the space, you know, and especially in terms of daylight, you know, they can really affect people's lives, even though they'll maybe never meet them. So, you know, we want to be as much of a resource as we can to the architects out there. And if we can take a little bit off their plate to help make their designs better, we're happy to do it. Michael, one thing I'd love to get your perspective on is you mentioned that once an architect or a firm tries your product, the likelihood that they work with you again is just exponentially increases, right? Yep. What I'd love to know is how are you getting in with a firm for the first time for them to try your product? Like, what are you doing to get into the firm? What are you doing to get them to try it? Like, what is, talk me through that process because- How do you get your foot in the door? Yeah, how do you get your foot in the door? Like, this is a, this is a challenge a lot of manufacturers have. I mean, the benefit you have is your product almost sells itself after you've gotten them to try it. But like, once you've gotten to that point, like, what are you doing to get to them to that point is, is what I'm after. So- I mean, obviously, we do a lot of the things other building material manufacturers do. We offer a series of AIA accredited presentations. We have uh, four different AIA accredited presentations out there. So, you know, that's that's a very typical route. You know, we offer a lunch presentation. We'll we'll buy the firm a lunch. Our ourselves or the distributor will come in and give a presentation where they can get credit. But I would say, you know, one of the most important things is to visually show them what the product will do. I've been keeping a photo database here at SolarTube for, you know, the 20 years that I've worked here and we probably got 20,000 photos in it or so. And being able to show them, oh, you're working on a, you know, open office space, but it's going to be on the first floor and you're going to have to have the tubes come through the wall and run horizontally through the open ceiling and turn down into the space. Let me show you a picture of what that could look like. And being able to just give them an idea visually, I think really helps. Also, giving them the flexibility to try it on a small scale. You know, not everybody's going to fully daylight the space. A lot of times they're going to dip their toe in the water and try a few units. Almost always ends up being larger on the next project. One of the really unique things we do, Zach, is, you know, we offer our distributors what we call a seed program. So we give them a bank of solid tube product every year. 
that they're able to use at their discretion. That's smart. And a lot of times they'll go into a new architecture firm and, and maybe they're working with a school district that's never tried Solitude. They'll say, you know what, on the next renovation you're doing, we'd like to daylight one classroom. We'll give you enough units to daylight one classroom and give you a sample because we know once they see it, they're going to want to do it on a larger scale and it almost always successful. And we also use the seed units. You know, if an architect has, say, like a pro bono project they're doing, maybe a food bank, animal shelter, something like that, some nonprofit, a lot of times we'll be able to, you know, donate units for that. Not really for the PR, but more just because it's the right thing to do. And if we can help, you know, bring sunshine into somebody's lives, you know, word gets around and people do appreciate that. And it, it definitely comes back to you in the long run. But anyway, we can create more showrooms out there for people to see the product. Sometimes we'll even, you know, if an architect's doing a renovation in their own office, we'll, we'll offer a unit maybe to use there. But basically getting people to see the product installed is, is probably the biggest selling feature that we have. I mean, what I'm thinking here, and this is not PC at all, but the first hit is always free. Like, yeah, right. <laughs> the fact that you're like, oh, we'll do this. <laughs> I'm sure you guys have said it. I, I mean, everyone's thinking it, but this is really smart strategy because you're, yeah. you're having your dealers pick projects that, number one, it's a no-brainer for a retrofit to do it in a school. And the secondarily, that's smart because a school district has more than one school. So a school yeah. district is going to come in and they're like, oh, we love this in this one building. Can you not only do it in the entire building, but can you do it for all of our other buildings? And so it's you know essentially more work for the architecture firm. They're landing more work from it, and it's free at the onset. Mm-hmm. It's a super smart strategy. Well, and with school districts especially, you know, they really understand the value in terms of daylight helping to improve test scores, helping to improve attendance, you know, teacher retention. You know, energy savings is usually a bonus in the school districts. They're looking at it more from a human performance perspective, which is really the biggest value that we offer uh, with daylighting is what it does for humans. That is really interesting. From a retention standpoint, I know you mentioned that the product kind of sells itself as, you know, once you've gotten to try it, people are going to use it again. Is there anything that unique that you're doing to continue to have those like light bulb or aha moments for people as they continue to expand the amount that they purchase from you or specify from you or specify with you if they're an architecture firm, for example? You know, when we have really unique projects, I mean, we're, we're a fairly small company, but we do try to document, you know, especially the unique projects that we have out there. We do a video series that's on our website and on our YouTube channel called Solitude on the Scene. So we like to let the customers tell their own story. I'm a big fan of letting the customer speak and, you know, giving that third party unbiased endorsement where you just get to hear it in their words. What did it do for you? You know, because we get to learn a lot that way too. We get to just hear some really interesting stories. You know, for example, putting them in a dentist's office and hearing that, hey, you know what? This was like super effective in helping us see the actual color scale when we were doing teeth whitening. You know, like there's there's things that we don't even think about that you know certain professions it's like a huge advantage for them. So yeah, we really try to kind of let the customer get out there and tell their tale. The other thing we look for, you know, once a firm's been using us for a while, we always try to encourage them to maybe push the boundaries a little bit and get creative Mm -hmm. and do some more unique applications. We've seen some really cool stuff. That's how we got into doing like a lot of multi-story installs. Recently, we've seen some wall-mounted installations where they actually mount the dome and the flashing on a wall, like a south-facing wall rather than on the roof and bring it in horizontally. You know, we've just seen some really creative artistic applications with the tube. Sometimes we'll just be used as a light source, you know, above fabric membranes or stained glass or, you know, just where like the engine that drives the design, Mm -hmm. you know, 
just seen some really amazing uses of our product that we never really thought about before. You know, just making it another tool for their toolbox, I guess, is what we try to do. I don't know if you go to AIA at all, but this makes me think of an exhibit that I saw where one manufacturer was showcasing how much of a sound barrier that their product would provide. Like if you use it, if you specify the product, like, hey, this helps with this kind of acoustic value. And instead of telling people, hey, this helps with sound reduction, they like built this room where you could go in and like literally all the sound from the exhibit hall like was no longer there. Like it just, it was almost completely, brilliant. you know, just sound, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here, Beth? Silent. Yeah, thank you. Silence the word. Why is it so hard for me to think about? I gotcha. You heard, you you know what I was going for. Because you have, you yeah. have four kids, Zach. Silence is not in your vocabulary. <laughs> it's, it. something, <laughs> it's something so foreign oh, to me right now. True. You know, but I, it makes me think of that. Like manufacturers as a whole, like they want to tell you the benefits, but what you guys are doing is you're showing the benefits. You're making it so easy for people to see that. You know, I think that regardless of the type of product that you manufacture, being able to create these kinds of environments or opportunities for architects or builders or whomever it might be to actually experience what it's like using your product is like so critical to the sales process. And it sounds like you guys have really figured that out. You know, I really appreciate you saying that. And whoever was the guy that thought of that soundproof room in the trade show, genius. I love to hear stories like that. I'm like, I was a marketing major in school and I'm a total marketing nerd. And just hearing how companies demonstrate their products. It's hard to do at a trade show sometimes. I mean, we we struggle with it because obviously you can't install a solar tube and bring it down to your trade show booth and actually show the sunlight coming through it. We often try to like have a venue nearby where someone can go see it, like a showroom or, you know, some trade shows we've done like tours of facilities that are nearby that have our product. But one of the ways we've done that over the years, we actually probably like five or six years ago, we started doing a block party at our own factory. So we're we're in Vista, California. We have two buildings in this business park here in Southern California where every summer now we do a solitude block party. It's getting bigger and bigger every year. I think we had about 700 people tour the building this summer. Wow. Um, oh, wow. And yeah, so we open up our buildings. We open up our, our parking lot. We bring in local vendors, food, beverages. We had a couple bands play. There were actually bands of people that worked at the company. Um, so it was, it was really fun. And we have like games and prizes, all sorts of raffle stuff. And then we offer tours of our building, of the offices, of the factory. And, you know, people actually get to come in and experience the product firsthand. We get to tell them a little about the technology you know, it goes everywhere from just people that live in the area to architects that come from, you know, other cities to see it. Uh, a lot of contractors come out to see it, but, you know, just really like trying to expose people to the product is, uh, is the most important thing. I think, you know, words don't really do it justice. <laughs> and I think it's important to call out to Michael, you mentioned that you guys do incredible things and you're very innovative and have a great product, but you're not a huge, huge company. But yet you're doing these things like, you know, try before you buy and we'll give you products for one space. And we often are working with manufacturers. I'm hearing from manufacturers who are struggling to break into markets or struggling to really make a name for themselves. So I would just love to hear advice from you in that regard of, you know, what advice would you have for manufacturers looking to win over more architects or even turn their customers into evangelists, which is, I know is one of the things that we talked about just in prepping for the show. That's a great question, by the way, Beth. And I would say, you know, there's a lot of products out there you could put into a building. And I think one of the things that really separates SolaTube 
from everything else out there, you know, not just in terms of other daylighting products, but in terms of building products in general, is that we have a real passion for what we do. We kind of have a very contagious passion for what we do, I would say. And a lot of times in almost every case, it, it also infects our partners that we work with, like our distributors. Out in the field, they become part of the Stolatube team. They quote unquote drink the Kool-Aid and they become these evangelists out there that can help spread that passion. And it's really something that spreads pretty quickly once people actually get to see the product and experience it firsthand. But, you know, if, if you don't have passion for what you're selling, find something else. Truth. You know, um, that is the most important thing I think no, that's in sales. True. People, people see right through it. You can know your product, you can know the technical side of it. You know, you can know the right things to say, but people can feel passion. You know, it's yeah. unspoken, but it's probably the most important thing I think a salesperson has. This is awesome, Michael. I mean, I just can't thank you enough for coming on and, and just sharing with us. If someone wants to connect with you, what's the best way for them to reach out? A couple of ways they can get a hold of me, Zach. Probably the easiest would be to just hit me up on LinkedIn, Michael Sather, S-A-T-H-E-R. And the company is Solitube, S-O-L-A. T-U-B-E. You can also go to our website, solitube.com. Specifically on the commercial side of the website, we actually have a locator. Uh, we actually have it on the residential side too, but by zip code or county, you can look up where to find Solitube dealer residentially. We do have installing dealers throughout the country or a Solitube distributor on the commercial side that can work with you, you know, for any commercial project out there. But yeah, feel free. Uh, I'm pretty open. I, I'm happy to answer any questions anyone has on the product, but just connect with me on LinkedIn. Awesome. Again, thank you for coming on the show. If you want more great content like this, go to venvio.com slash podcast. Until next time, I'm Zach Williams alongside Beth Popnikolov. Thanks, everybody. You've been listening to Smarter Building Materials Marketing with Zach Williams and Beth Popnikoloff. To get the resources mentioned in this podcast, visit venvio.com forward slash podcast. Thank you for listening.